My name's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're standing in my ring. If you're standing in my ring, what I say goes. Do you understand that? You don't have to answer that because I hope you understand that. That's a good-looking tie you got there. You doing okay? Look a little stiff. Glad to have you here. You know, lately, Donald, I've been seeing you on a little TV show, and all the only thing you got to say is... Grab him by the pussy. I think it's only fair that you give a man fair warning, so I'm going to break it down to you like this. Donald, in this ring, don't get under my skin. Don't rub me the wrong way. Don't ruffle my feather. Basically, long story short, I'm telling you not to piss me off, because if you do piss me off, I'll whip your ass. <laughs> now look at me when I'm talking to you, because I've done my research on you. I don't give a rat's ass if you're worth a billion dollars, two billion dollars, three billion dollars, four billion dollars, five billion dollars, six billion dollars, seven billion dollars, eight billion dollars. You piss me off, I'll open up an eight billion dollar can of whoop ass and serve it to you, and that's all I got to say about that. Nelson Press Podcast, episode 47, WWE No Mercy 2016 edition. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at johnnyjonny underscore tango. I'm here with a man playing Alpha 5 in the new Power Rangers movie, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to review WWE No Mercy 2016? Nope. Don't care. <laughs> It was uh it was a pay-per-view. Sure. It was a live SmackDown. It was going against the presidential debate and oh god. I mean there's two good matches. Do you think because they like compete against like sports events and, and things like that that they have purposely like just dumbed down everything? I'll be honest, like with the debate, like I'm just gonna catch the highlights of it the next day and I don't watch sporting events, so I feel like they just like purposely don't care when it comes to things like that. They just immediately like, Oh, we'll fail, we'll just throw out a really bad show then. Oh my god. It was brutal. It was hard to watch. No Mercy was on October 9th, 2016. It was in Sacramento, California. We'll start with the kickoff show. Kurt Hawkins comes out. Um, this, there's this weird voiceover. They're like Chuck Norris jokes, but they're all about him. But he does his own voiceover, so it's really weird. Yeah, it was dumb. It was very dumb. He comes out and says a couple things and then leaves. I'm like, pointless. He does a promo, then there's pyros, and then he does another promo. Uh, he makes this announcement, but immediately when he says he has an announcement, they do the siren, and I thought Scott Steiner was coming out. Yeah, it was just bleh. He announces that his next, his first match is going to be on SmackDown, so good for him. Next, we have Alexa Bliss confronting D-Cry and Shane O'Mac about Becky's injury. Uh, she will not be at the pay-per-view at all. She has an injury that was sustained outside of wrestling, so I don't know what it is. They did confirm, though, November 8th will now be the title match for Alexa Bliss, but she gets a mystery opponent tonight. <laughs> we'll get to that later. First match, actually, the only match of the kickoff show was the Hype Bros and American Alpha versus the Vaude Villains and 
in the Ascension. This was just dumb. We've seen so oh. many, like, eight-man matches lately from SmackDown. It's just, it's repetitive. I've seen this tag matchup so many times. This eight-man tag matchup so many times. I'm bored with it. Right. You know what would have been the nice, though, is if uh, right in the middle of it, Ryder turns on Mojo Raleigh, and then Kurt Hawkins comes back out, and we find out that there's a new oh, form tag team. Oh, that would have been great. Let's be honest. Ryder cannot keep up with the hype of Mojo Raleigh. After watching, like, what is it, Breaking Ground, Yeah. I, I don't like Ryder. I, I don't like his attitude. No, like, I don't I, either. He's he kind of is. And, like, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I mean, he's, like, out there having fun. Like, just my last chance. Just, like, shut up, dude. If they wanted you canned, you would have been canned a while ago. Right. I mean, not to mention he gets the IC title at WrestleMania then. Yeah, I, I totally think Mojo, I think if they turned Hawkins and Ryder on a Mojo, and then Mojo has a feud with them, uh, it would really propel Mojo into the singles competition, which I think they need more mid-cards in the uh, SmackDown brand because a lot of their mid-cards are now their main eventers. Yeah, it, oh. Whatever. This is just, like, there was no storytelling in this part. There's no storytelling at all in this entire pay-per-view. Yeah, and usually that's what they're doing. We talked about it on their first SmackDown thing, where you were kind of complaining about it, like, it just felt like a hyped-up SmackDown. I, I don't, I didn't agree with you last week, last pay-per-view for SmackDown, but this one really just felt like a SmackDown Live. Like, they yep. really thought they were just throwing things together. Uh, the actual pay-per-view starts, so the first thing we see is a lady holding a sign about uh, John Cena not needing a ring for him to jump her bones. Yeah. They announce that the main event will now be the first match of the night. Oh, my God. And right there when I was just like, I don't need to watch anymore after this. Do you think Cena was like, hey, boss, can I take off early tonight? And then they just immediately announced, main event will be the first match of the night. I know why. It's because of the debate. Absolutely. Uh, in the WWE World title match, the part-timer John Cena, the ginger beard Dean Ambrose, and the champ that runs the camp AJ Styles in a triple threat match for the title. I, I did like this match. This was a great opener. It was a great match. And I think what really made it as fun as it was is because all three opponents in this match stayed in the match. There's a lot of times where like one will get bumped out and then it's just like a 1v1 thing. This time it was like all three of them. It starts off with the triple clothesline and then we get this crazy double suplex from John Cena and then Styles does this like backflip off the ropes and then does a neckbreaker and DDT combo. Like, And that was just the theme of this overall match. I liked the match. I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a main event. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I if I would describe it, it would be a main event, and that's all I could say about it. Yeah. I don't even know what to say because it was a good match. It was good. There was fun parts like Cena got the SDFU on Styles, but Ambrose wouldn't let Styles tap. He grabbed onto his hand. Uh, That was really cool. But then it just takes this really like weird turn, like towards like three fourths of the way of the match being over. Ambrose has Styles in this leg lock, and then Cena just comes over and like, well, I'm gonna put a leg lock on the other leg. And then when AJ Styles taps, Cena's like, I win. But you knew he clearly saw. Uh, Ambrose had the other leg. So either this was a heel turn from Cena or Cena's just a dumbass. Yeah, I, I don't get that. A lot of the things I just didn't get. And I missed it. I had to rewind it because then Chioda decides that he's going to continue the match, that he's not going to count it as the the finish, which awesome. Thank you, Chioda. But, like, it was so, like, they didn't announce really anything. They didn't say this match is going to nope. continue. I thought it was it turned into an elimination match, and I didn't realize it because then all that was left in there was just Ambrose and, and John Cena. I had to rewind it just to see what had happened. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like this podcast, all I'm saying is, yeah, because I don't know what else to say. 
That's okay. We're getting we're gonna get to some parts that you can just get really heated with. Uh, Styles ends up winning this. This was stupid because Shiona decides to continue the match, and then Styles is like, "Well, forget this." Runs out, grabs a chair, hits Cena with it, with and then gets the one, two, three for the win. That was it. Yep. And the match was amazing all the way up until as soon as that whole like debacle went with the double submission, it just went downhill, and so did the rest of this pay per view. Sure did. Uh, next we have the fearless Nikki Bella taking on the Princess of Staten Island, Carmella. You know what, Carmella. Carmella lost this match only because she was winded by the amount of screaming she did in this match. So, um, here's what I did. I skipped it. Okay, moving on. I, I, I didn't <laughs> even want to watch it. I don't like Nikki Bella, and I don't I don't think it's a no-mercy event. Like, it's not a card that I'm sitting there going, ooh. I, I mean, I had it on, but I was not interested. I agree. It wasn't, it wasn't anything great. I mean, I like Carmella, but I can't stand Nikki Bella. So, moving on. We have the SmackDown Tag Team title match. The champion Slater and Rhino take on the brightest shoes in the universe, the Usos. Uh, yeah. I thought the Usos were going to take this one. Really? I did not see them winning this one, especially when they, again, because they're heels, they have to go after the knee, and I guess that's their tactic every time now. Yep. Uh, JBL then says that Rikishi approves of this new uh, heel gimmick that the Usos have. You know, the guy who admitted to running over Stone Cold Steve Austin in the year 2000? Right? He's like, oh, I'm going with it. Yeah, right, right. You hit a guy <laughs> in the car. This match ends with Rhino just going completely berserk and then just retaining the titles for him and Slater. Congratulations. Uh, this match just, I don't know, it, it just felt like it was just rehashed. I would love to see any other tag team title match right now from the SmackDown brand that did not include the Usos. You have the Ascension, you have the Hype Bros, you have the Vaude Villains. Why are we still continuing to concentrate on the Usos? Because they're now a big heel group and they've had the titles, so they think they're still, like, the only tag team people want to see, which nobody wants to see them anymore. Yeah, I agree. And turning them heel didn't really do anything because you didn't do anything to wow me into being a heel. They just, like, that first time they became a heel was kind of cool because they, like, did this whole, like, oh, we're going to concentrate on the knee, we're going to injure our opponents. But now it's that's what they're going to do every time. I don't care anymore. I'm already bored with them. Yeah, uh, whatever. They need to go away for a little bit. We're just seeing the same shit. Over and over again. You break the brands up to see something new. Why are we not seeing anything new? Pretty much all they've done is just taken the mid-card of Raw and turned it into a main event, but haven't changed anything, really. Nope. I mean, let's, I mean, let's be real. SmackDown's been winning. They have, but this really worries me. <laughs> yeah, this is getting old. Uh, next match is the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin versus the Real American Jack Swagger. This match was boring. Oh, it's brutal. Swagger gets his hand smashed right away, and you really could tell in the beginning of this match that they really hated each other because I can't remember who the ref was, but they're like, just ring the bell because these two want to tear each other apart. But then it just switched to the slow point. It's full of headlocks and, and a bunch of stuff outside the ring that didn't need to be there. And then JBL just starts going to detail on how he would win this match. But every outcome he thinks of just is him just wanting to kick a guy in the head. Yep. Baron Corbin's getting hosed. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a big heel. He should be a heel. The biggest heel. Like, what? The, I, I, I just don't know what they're doing. I, I agree. There's nothing that they're, I mean, Apollo Crews, Jack Swagger, come on. Like, yeah. give him something. You know, put him against Randy Orton. That would have been fun. Corbin gets a cheap kick to the face, and he wins with the end of days. It's just so, it was so boring. And I'm sitting here saying, I'm not playing Mafia 3 to watch this. <laughs> Next match, Ugh. the title versus career match, the champ, Mr. I'm here to play, the Miz, versus the career, Mr. I'm here to show the world, Dolph Ziggler. 
this match, it started as a typical Miz vs. Ziggler match, but then it just kept going. Like, there was no end to it. And by the time we did get to the end, I was actually invested into this one. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Like I said, this one was good. Yeah, the match could have ended, like, multiple times. Ziggler got that leg on the ropes after Maurice had spayed him in the face. Then Miz almost got tapped out, but then almost blacks out. Uh, Miz ends up losing a boot somewhere or another, and then the Spirit Squad shows up. Right? And so I was just like, why? Yeah, well, they were on the SmackDown that week before because they did, like, a This Is Your Life kind of thing. So that was, it was interesting. I, I like this. I like the dynamic between The Miz and Ziggler. But then it's like, what's next? Yeah, you got to do something different now. Like, that was, that's it, right? Right. If that means Survivor Series, we're going to see the rematch between Ziggler and Miz. I'm out. So Ziggler wins. He gets to be the IC champion once again. He doesn't have to be, which I have to say, Ziggler, I think, really did really well. He was taking booking jobs. He was really pushing on heavy that he was going to be out as of Monday, but not the case. Ziggler's still in there. I was excited, but I was completely prepared for him to be gone. Uh, Miz then looked a little butthurt at the end of this one, though. He sure did. (laughs) All right, man. The Cupid of Crime, Alexa Bliss versus who? 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 Bring it to the floor. Naomi. Why? Right? (laughs) I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. I'll give it to you, SmackDown. We'll have it, Naomi. It'll be a really good way to get Alexa Bliss over. But that's that's not what happens. They had her lose. Right? What the hell? She is so good at being a heel. Don't get me wrong. Naomi's changed her whole game with the Field of Glow thing. I don't hate her as much. Her entrance is a little too long. I like it. I like the whole thing. I can watch her shake her butt for a while. But I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, now you have the number one contender, the number one heel going after Becky Lynch and you have Naomi beat her. Yeah. So then that guy's the fans go, we have nothing to invest in Alexa because it was a clean loss. Yeah, it was a clean loss. What does this mean? Does this mean that Alexa Bliss is no longer number one contender? Does this mean Naomi is number one contender? Does this mean Nikki Bella because she beat Carmella is number one contender? I don't understand. I, I With Becky being hurt, are they going to maybe be like, well, we'll give it to Naomi? She's only going to be out for three weeks and that they're not dropping the title. So that's a good thing. Just when you think it just we couldn't get to a new low. It's the final event. Not the main event. The final event. The Viper. Randy Orton takes on the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. When are they actually going to just let Bray Wyatt run away with things? Get a clean win. Get a dominant win. Just destroy somebody. When are yeah. we going to see that? This match was another just boring match. They had this whole thing going on outside, which took way too long. They muffed up this DDT from the apron, which just looked bad on both parts. Yep. And then, I, I don't know where Orton's trying to get this RKL. He's setting it up for it. And then the lights go out. Luke Harper shows up looking like the guy that they ran over in the 1997 classic, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And it startles Orton. And then he just, he loses. He gets a sister Abigail and one, two, three, Wyatt wins. So even though Wyatt wins, it's still not a clean win. It still doesn't make him look any better than he did going into this match. And wow, Luke Harper's back. Eric Rowan's out on injury. And I bet as soon as Eric Rowan comes back, Luke Harper will once again be out on injury. I'm not going to get invested into Bray Wyatt unless they finally just let him dominate and destroy everybody by himself. He doesn't need help. This entire year of 2016, I've just completely ignored everything Wyatt has done. 
I mean, yeah, like, this is the first this. time I've been like, okay, cool, a match for him. But really, like, his character is just so dried up and done. There's nothing left to do with it. You can add as many Wyatt members to it. You can bring back as many Wyatt members as you want. But it's still the same Bray Wyatt losing and only getting dirty finishes every time. Yep. It was pathetic. It was so stupid. It was cheap. It was dumb. I hated it. And isn't Luke Harper on Raw's roster? They did, yes. He originally got picked there, but then last minute WWE decided, hey, we'll send him over to SmackDown. So why don't you have the frickin' Wyatts have the title, the championship, and the IC title? Like, all of them. Yeah, they won't, though. Pete, what do you want to grade WWE? God, I want to give it an F, but I'll go a D minus. D minus? Okay, I would D plus only because they gave us two good matches. I will say the one thing, this pay-per-view did not piss me off, but it just was so boring. Like, there's a lot of times I'll watch pay-per-view and I'm like, that was stupid, that was dumb, I hate it, I hate wrestling. This time's like this, it's just like, uh, that was just a boring event. There was nothing that really was, like, cool from it. Where do we go from here for the blue brand? I don't know, like, I mean, what's going to happen with the world title? Yeah. Word on the street was Samoa Joe was supposed to come in and interfere. I've heard a couple things about tonight, but you can only take it so much. I've heard that they're trying to build up Braun Strowman as like a undefeated streak and then have Samoa Joe join up on Raw and take him down. And I also heard that uh, we were supposed to get Sister Abigail tonight, and it was rumored to be Eva Marie. Oh, my God. I would have puked. <laughs> Melter or whatever. I don't name? remember where I saw either one of the reports. And I didn't even write them into the notes just because it's like there's so much hearsay with everything. This is what I got to say about this guy. And I don't care. He has not been right. Like, he's never right. He has been so wrong. And I don't know if WWE is paying him to put these stupid ideas out there. Because every time I read something and I see per Dave Melter, I'm like, done. It's not even real. No way that's going to happen because he is clueless. Or he is literally getting paid by WWE to put those little rumor bugs out in the air. So people are like, well, now I want to watch. I think his biggest thing is he has some really good reliable sources. There are things, I've seen a couple of videos of him. He seems like a nice guy. He is a man without a plan. Because you know who has a plan? (sighs) I'm a man with a plan. Brian Kendrick. Yes. I don't think he has to get paid by the WWE to make those fluff articles. I think he could do it and then just get money off of the traffic he makes himself. I think there's a lot of stuff that he either hears or someone has told him, and then he just posts it, and then, like, everyone just blows up about it. There's so many things about the dirt sheets. There's so many people who are just trying to get clickbait on everything, so it's really hard, especially right in this show. We should start doing clickbait, because to be honest, dude, our ideas are a lot more realistic. <laughs> right? <laughs> And then maybe WWE would like click it. Like one of the writers would be like, wait, hold on one second. Let's see what these guys have. Oh, that's actually a good idea. You know why, dude? You know why? Why? Because I'm the man with the plan. I'm a man with a plan. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. You know what? They'll be reading it too. And they'll be like, you know what? We should turn Zack Ryder on Mojo. And we will put him with Kurt Hawkins. Be really good. Done of the night. I'll go first. Alexa Bliss. I don't even think that's her her fault, though. No, but she didn't look like she came out being a winner in anything. If anything, she was the worst loser out of this entire pay-per-view. But I don't think she's a dud. She's a dud of the night. I'm going with Randy Orton, because to be honest, I almost completely forgot who Bray Wyatt fought. Oh, how could you? They did a promo between every single match for him. Well, because they were trying to build it up, and, the, and like people are just like, uh, this is the main event? No, 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 no. This was the final event, not the main event. It's the event that mainly sucked. Yeah. Start of the night, who are you going to go with, Pete? Well, since Brian Kendrick isn't there, um, I'm probably going to have to go with AJ Styles. Okay. 
Because until he proves me wrong, like he's the man. No, I, I I can't disagree with that. I'm gonna go with uh, referee Mike Chioda uh, for not putting in a draw for that world title match. Good job, yeah. Mike Chioda. All right, let's talk about some other stuff that's not about WWE No Mercy. Uh, first, let's talk about Alberto Del Rio's Stabgate. <laughs> so yeah, many what's different going reports. On here? All right, so we'll read over the full story here, and then we'll dive into it. Uh, Alberto Del Rio had no show at an event. Uh, He originally had reported that Alberto Del Rio was leaving a restaurant to catch a flight to said wrestling event, but was attacked by a criminal with a knife outside a restaurant. Del Rio had received a gash on his head and lacerations on his arm. The following day that we had found out that Del Rio had actually suffered assault due to getting into a car accident in San Antonio with the assailant. Police were called, and ADR was taken to the hospital. However, someone on Twitter had contacted to the San Antonio Police Department, where they had confirmed that no stabbing incident was actually reported at all the whole entire weekend. Then, Alberto Del Rio gives another report stating that he and Paige were leaving a restaurant when a a knife-wielding homeless man had attacked them. The man had stabbed Alberto Del Rio and punched Paige in the face, where then Alberto Del Rio had once again said he had called the cops and was taken to the hospital due to the stabbing. But no posts at all from Paige showing any kind of evidence of an assault, like you think if she got punched in the face or maybe a bruise or something like that, but nothing. So we have three conflicting stories here, and I still don't know what happened. I, it's it's pretty funny. You know, <laughs> it is pretty really funny. Kind of, it's, just, it's just hilarious. And by the way, Paige, suspended again today. Yeah, 60-day suspension due to the wellness policy. I'm done with her. Oh, my God. She quit. Yeah. I, it's stupid. It's pointless. Do you think she's just, like, suspending herself out of her contract? Maybe. I don't know. But the one thing I know is she does not have a plan. She does not have a plan. And I, I, I don't want to put too much into this, but, like, I feel like Del Rio is hiding something about the stabbing. Do you think Paige went bananas? This bitch is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Next story, Sarah Lee gets fired. Also is pregnant. The 2015 female Tough Enough winner is Gonzo. Says here that uh, she has been let go from the WWE, and then later on she personally posted herself that, congratulations, Sarah Lee, she is pregnant. Looks like the father is the the one who's not dating Alexa Bliss out of uh, that tag team group. I don't know who they are. Uh, Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. So whichever one is not dating Alexa Bliss. The awkward-looking one. Yeah, the fugly guy. Yeah. He's weird looking. He looks like Elf from the 1980s sitcom. I'm not. Elf? Elf. <laughs> Who the hell does an Elf reference? I'm sorry. The more I look at it, I can definitely see facial, you know, yeah. things that way. Like, oh, that makes sense. That's him. I did see a lot of people, though, say that they thought that, oh, tough enough is cursed. So like, and no, none of the winners actually succeed. It's not cursed. It's just poorly done. Yeah. Because they picked the worst ones. And number one, viewer voting is the dumbest thing ever made, period. It's the same with all sports, NBA, NFL, baseball. People do not have the right to vote for these things. You know what? They shouldn't even vote for our president. Because, by the way. Don't do it. We are not talking about it here. But I'm just saying I just watched Stone Cold stunner Donald Trump. Like, did people forget about that? (laughs) Donald Trump is in a WWE ring. And Stone Cold said, I'll give a a damn about all your millions. And then he stunners him and drinks a beer over him. (laughs) That guy could be our president. That guy. Grab her. Grab her by the pussy. Like, that guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so crazy. But you know what? People get to vote. The show is so bad because you got to see, like, them wrestle maybe twice. Right. 
But if you watch every year of Tough Enough, and, and last year it was big. I was like, I, I want to watch this not because of who's going to win this. I want to pay attention to these contestants because I know last person eliminated, middle person eliminated, they're the people who are going to be getting the contracts and be sticking with WWE for a long time. It's not the winners. Yeah, because Patrick Clark has already wrestled more than the guy who actually won. Right, exactly. The chick has already wrestled more. Oh, uh, yeah, actually the, got to Amanda. Go Asuka. Amanda, yeah. that was re- I really liked that. She did not do very well in the ring, but she felt comfortable, and she had a great character and great chemistry great, in there. Great butt, great boobies, great eyes. Grab her by the pussy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Asuka did to win. So, it's October, so I thought we could do some fun horror wrestling stories at the end of these shows, and I got a good Wait, one for you here. Like horror, like Sunny, like doing porno? No, horror. Oh, well, put the or at the end of it. I'm you just sorry. said horror wrestling, so it's horror. like horror. Horror wrestling. So, our first scary story is going to be about the life of TNA. not gone yet it's almost gone it is not gone and poor damian sandow loses the belt already he won he won the title he won the first ever tna global title and then during their tapings following that event he loses it you know it's funny because like you see like uh drew mcintyre damian sandow cody rhodes you know all these people are like you know going to tna and as they're showing up they're already signing off to wwe sounds like uh tna president who uh what's his name billy krogan the, the smashing pumpkins guy he's gonna keep all of tna's props the roster probably gonna be looking at creating his own new brand wwe however is looking looks like like they're gonna be purchasing the entire tna library to be on the network why would anyone watch that exactly word on the street too uh goldberg talks are heating up according to dave Meltzer. so by heating up that means he drank some coffee and spilled the hot coffee on a contract but nothing's signed nothing's happening it sounds like they're setting it up for survivor series uh they're trying to avoid wrestlemania because they feel like there's a bad stigma going on with those two in wrestlemania well that was pathetic that was a pathetic match so i don't know what they're gonna do next because like brock lesnar is a beast but he's also very like i'm staying in the ring i'm not moving around a lot i want to just just suplex you and then we have goldberg who hasn't wrestled in years gonna want to do nothing again he just wants to stand in the ring so i feel like we're just gonna get the same match again nice i can't wait jk (laughs) well hey man that is the full nelson press podcast episode 47 wwe no mercy 2016 edition anything else you want to add i'm gonna play mafia are you (laughs) no i gotta go cut my grass oh it'll take you like two minutes I've fed multiple alligators in that game. I fed three. All right. Uh, the stealth mode. There was one time I was playing the game, and there's a mode where you could just sit there and whistle yeah. uh, at the enemies. So I would just sit in a hallway and whistle. One guy would come over, I'd stab him, and I'd just move him next to me. And then I kept doing that. And I would just clear rooms of five or six guys by whistling one of them at a time. Because only one sh- will like listen, and the other guys will watch him walk down the hallway, but that's it. They will not follow him. Only one guy comes at a time. <laughs> nice. A little too easy, but... I am enjoying it. But I got to serve soup already, so I'm already having a blast with this game. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, suck a butt. Yeah, I bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no, 
Probably. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling. <laughs>